0: Good morning, please be seated. As some of you may know, I've retired this summer from being a professor at Pitt's School of Medicine. And so when Noah invited me to do this sermon today, I said, how long should my message be? He said, 10 minutes tops and don't talk about the liver. (laughs) So we are now approaching our annual stewardship campaign. And I'd like to ask you a few questions and make a few comments. First of all, think about your response when someone tells you, you have to do something or when you suggest to your teenager that he or she should start on that term paper that's due very soon. You're generally rewarded with an eye roll and a rapid exit from the room. And then we have these little conversations with ourselves: I really should go to the gym today. (laughs) Or we really have to clean out the garage And we all know how these little have-to, must-do conversations generally turn out. And then there's today's gospel from Mark. When the man asks Jesus how to achieve eternal life, Jesus says, keep the commandments, sell all your possessions, and give your money to the poor. And the man is astonished and dismayed by this, and goes away. I have to admit, this is a really tough gospel to launch a stewardship campaign. (laughs) And the temptation of stewardship, of course, is to tell people what they should do. So I won't. I will tell you though, with your indulgence, why my husband Jim and I have chosen to support St. Paul's. Back at the turn of the century, this century, not the last one, (laughs) after a 30 plus year absence from church going, we were attending our niece's events in Virginia as she journeyed towards the Episcopal priesthood. As a retired or lapsed Catholic, I felt welcome, but I also felt very suspicious that a religious experience could feel that good. Long story short, we came back to Pittsburgh after her ordination of the priesthood, and Jim said he wanted to explore the Episcopal Church. He started to come to St. Paul's. I stayed home and slept in. After a few Sundays, it was the beginning of Lent, And he talked me into coming to St. Paul's as well. However, for weeks, we did what so many newcomers did. We just came in, sat in the back, tossed a few bucks in the plate as it went by because we had no idea what this pledging business was. And then when the service was over, we scooted out the back and went home. Well, then one Sunday, The Reverend Mary Weatherwax, who was assisting clergy at the time, gave a particularly lovely sermon and on our way out we stopped to chat with her. I reached out my hand and complimented her on her sermon and when I had said my piece, she would not let go of my hand. And she said, I've been watching you two. You come in, you do the service, and then you scoot out the back door. At some point, I would like you to come down to coffee hour and meet people. And while I appreciated that invitation, but only when you're ready, she said. I very much appreciated that invitation. On the other hand, I was a little concerned that clergy was watching us. So ultimately we gathered our courage. We went downstairs for coffee hour and then we encountered Janet Thomas. And after Janet took us around, we knew everybody. Now I'd like to tell you a little bit about why Jim and I have chosen to come here originally and why we've stayed. We have always felt spiritually renewed here and very, very welcome. Our faith has grown immensely in our time here, which is now 16 plus years, and we have learned to listen to what God is telling us. We love the beautiful liturgy, and we really appreciate the music, although we do admit that some of the hymns have too many verses. (laughs) We are grateful for the energy and devotion of our clergy, Noah and Garrett, and we pray that we will find the resources to recruit a third priest to alleviate their clerical burden. And after having given four sermons in 18 hours, I have a new appreciation of clerical burden. (laughs) We see many children and new families in this church and that's evidence of a growing church. Our grandkids visit us in the summer here and they take great joy in vacation Bible school. That's, the o- that's astonishing because that's the only time these children have ever set foot in a church. But the good news is that whenever they come to Pittsburgh, even when it's not summer, they ask if they can come to St. Paul's. In past times, Jim and I had some serious health issues as have had countless number of our parishioners. And St. Paul stepped up, provided support, meals, rides, and prayers to heal us. They brought us communion. Two falls ago, when we were calling, we were getting together to call a new rector. Our parish sat down and listened to each other and decided how we wanted to shape the St. Paul's of the future. And because of those discussions, we have new initiatives to reduce the church's carbon footprint and efforts to reach out to other faith communities in our region, such as the event this afternoon where we're going to have a block party with the Bower Hill Church. And at a much more personal level we rejoice that every member of our own really diverse family is welcome here. Just like the sign says, all are welcome, no exceptions. I, in particular, as a woman scientist in an era where there weren't many women scientists, I appreciate that the women have an equal role in this church and that lay members are empowered to lead and contribute and their voices are heard. Now we can go back now for a minute to Jesus' message in the gospel. He says, support the poor. The need in this region is immense and it is gratifying to see how the people of St. Paul step up to support our neighbors in need we do hundreds of meals, clothing drives, food pantry support, and work with refugees. I would point out that much of this work is hands-on, although we do write a few checks, but we're in, the, in with the people helping them out. You will all very soon receive a stewardship package in the mail and this material will outline the goals and needs of the campaign. This week's parish email also mentions it, and I will not repeat the information that's in that packet, and I will certainly not tell you what you have to do. Rather, I would invite you to use the time of stewardship to look into your hearts and prayerfully contemplate why you choose to be here and why you choose to stay. What makes this place special for you and your loved ones and how has your faith grown in your time at St. Paul's? And I further invite you to consider how you can offer your support to this wonderful community knowing that when you give of your time, talent, and treasure you will reap rewards 100 fold Amen